What's up, my Housewives Relatable listeners? It's your girl, Stella, coming to you once again to talk about it all. Hi, guys. I hope everyone is doing well. We are a week away from, well, just over a week away from Christmas. So I'm sure everyone is busy getting the, you know, uh, preparations. I don't know if you guys are hosting. I'm hosting again this year for New Year's Eve. I told you last year that New Year's Eve is my holiday, so I like to host it um, every year. And then after that, you know, it will be like the usual thing with the family on the next day and the turkey and all of that. But those festivities will take place at my in-laws' house. So. I hope everyone is having a good time um, during the holidays and, you know, not going too crazy. And I hope everyone is cut up with their Christmas shopping. For my part this year, I started early, so I have no Christmas shopping left to do. I was done at the beginning of November because uh, it's just been crazy in the malls lately, I find. You know, it's like driving in the streets during that time of the year it gets crazy people are frantic and it's just like yeah i just didn't want to experience that this year and um Usually every year I say, oh, I'm going to start my Christmas shopping super early, like in May. And I never do. I never did it. But this year, at least I was able to be cut up by November. So anyways, guys, I just wanted to say before we jump right into it, that um, I have my Podbean. Um, so basically, if you're looking to uh, listen to a full episode, not just the little videos that are being dropped on YouTube, please, please, please subscribe to my Podbean. So housewivesrelatable.podbean.com. You can hit the notification bell and also subscribe. And um, if you like to read my blogs, you can also subscribe at housewivesrelatable.substack.com. Um, I put a lot in there. You know, I just write about things that are happening. And also, you know, if I need to provide a little bit of evidence to my followers, I tend to drop it in there. And the, the blog is completely free. You can just subscribe, put your email, and then you'll get the notification directly dropped in your email mailbox. But I cannot promise that the blog will remain free forever. So it is a good time to join. Uh, however, donations are always accepted on the blog. So at that point, I leave it up to you guys. If you want to support me and my work, then you can just uh, give a donation, which is appreciated and does not commit you to a subscription as well. So. I tend to kind of prefer that model. I understand that people are going through financial hardship and it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't want to support me. Uh, maybe sometimes it's just like a financial thing. So I leave it completely up to you. And it's just like a token of your appreciation, of course, like almost like a tip is appreciate, appreciated under my blog. So Without any further delays, guys, let's jump right into it because we have a lot to cover. So did you guys watch The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? I've been watching. I've been following. I'll be commenting here and there when it comes to the show. Um, you know, my first love is New Jersey. And I know that even though 
they are not, you know, the show is not on right now. And um, it is set to, I think, premiere between um, the end of the winter and the beginning of spring. I think if I read this correctly, I thought it would have been much sooner, like sometime in January. What a way to start the year. But I guess we'll have to wait a little bit longer. However, in the meantime, I have been um, watching Beverly Hills. And so far, I think it's a pretty good season. It's not um, disappointing. I um, I had some reservations at first with the whole thing, just like everybody else, you know, when they got rid of Lisa Rinna, or I'm not sure if they got rid of her or she quit. There's a little bit of discrepancy when it comes to that whole thing. But nevertheless, um, I was, you know, a little bit I had my reservations too. I was thinking, what is it going to be? Like, hopefully it's not another season of like, oh my gosh, Erica and her legal troubles and who's going to bring it in terms of drama. But so far, I think it's a pretty good season. And uh, you could you could tell that Kyle Richards is, is completely done with Mo. You could tell. She has this look of according to my eyes she has this look of disgust when she looks at her husband now she barely wants to touch him like or kiss him and mauricio has this quizzical look on his face all the time as if like oh what is going on like i'm not sure what's going on like i don't know like it's very weird their dynamic but to be honest guys i've always felt like although mauricio and kyle always look like a power couple i always thought that there was something a little bit weird in terms of chemistry between them that's just my opinion um so am i sad that they are separating and possibly going through a divorce yeah like i think it's always sad when people break up and especially when they have like a lifetime together and multiple kids and you know like businesses and all of that but I have to say that I think I heard Bethany say this before and you guys know I rarely agree with Bethany but I do agree when when she said that it's not a failure it's still a success because if you get to spend 30 years plus with a person and have many accomplishments with that person, then it's not a failure, it's a success, right? So I tend to agree with that. But um, just a few things that I wanted to touch on when it comes to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, you know, Garcelle is a favorite of mine, definitely. She has been for many seasons, and I love Dorit very much as well. But uh, one thing that I have to say, and I'm going to go back a few episodes ago, is uh, when they were in, um, where did they go for that magic mic? Um, was it in Vegas? I can't remember. Was it in Vegas? Anyways, when they went to see the, the male strippers dancing and the show for Crystal's birthday and all of that. One thing that I did not really understand, although I love Garcelle very much and although everything that happened uh, last year with her son you know when Erica was drunk and she kind of told the kid to f off and she was being very rude and obnoxious during that time so I totally understand that Garcelle does not necessarily feel um, safe anymore with some of these women to talk about her kids I get that um, the only thing that I wish 
Garcelle would have done differently would have been probably like maybe not bring that up the next day after everyone had fun like you know at the show and especially after everything that happened with Sutton like Sutton made it all about herself and had like this very childish reaction where she's like oh my gosh you know I'm on the board of this ballet association and this and that and the other and clearly she was just a little bit jealous that the other ladies got to have like the attention from the male strippers and she didn't and then she turned it into this whole other thing but um i just felt like aside from the fact that sutton acted like a petulant child on that episode that overall the entire night with the ladies was a success, I would say, for Crystal's birthday. So the fact that Garcelle, the next day, when the ladies were having breakfast, she just kind of brought that up, like, right from the get-go and said, you know, I don't feel safe talking about my son. I just felt like, although her comment was justified, uh, she could have just maybe picked a different moment um, to talk about it. I just felt like the next day at breakfast was not the right time. And maybe that's the reason why Dorit react reacted in the way that she did, because she was probably like, what the heck, man? Like, I'm trying to just like turn a corner with you now. And I'm genuinely asking about your kids, but I don't always want to have that thrown in my face that because Erica made this mistake and that because me and, and Kyle kind of like talked about it afterwards, um, I don't want to be perceived as a person that does not care about your child. Right. So um, I think that Dorit's annoyance probably came from that. But then later on, she apologized and said, you know what? I should have heard you out and I'm sorry and all of this, which is very gracious of, um, of Dorit, I have to say. And that's also like a cancer characteristic, I have to say, because Dorit is a cancer just like me. I have to shout that out. But then again, Erica is as well, right? So <laughs> and um the whole thing at uh, Kyle's dinner, like, oh my gosh, what a dinner from hell. First of all, I have to say, what was Denise Richard wearing? I don't understand what the, like, it, it was a costume. Was it fashion? I did not like what she was wearing and the faces that she was making constantly. I don't know what's going on with Denise Richards. I don't even want to speculate, but the next day she appeared to be much better than the night before. So anyways, um, it was really painful to listen to the exchange at the table between <laughs> Denise and Erica and Erica and Denise. like Erica is just like, huh, what? What are you talking about? You know, like she's playing that game. I don't know if she's genuinely like, like clueless but you know i i would say that erica is kind of like a smart girl um i think that maybe she was just trying to get a little bit under denise's skin but it was pretty funny exchange but um other than that i have to say sutton was just i don't i don't get sutton and normally i like sutton i've liked her in pre uh, previous years on the show but i just find that this year she's just full of contradictions it's like one second she cares a lot about her image and she cares a lot about you know her reputation which is something that she has exhibited in prior years but then the next se second she is lighting up at the table and acting like oh yeah you know ain't no big deal but a chicken like you know what i mean it's like kind of weird a little bit 
And at this point, it seems like Sutton is looking for a lot of attention. And I know that the ladies have said this in the past. They have said, if it's not about you, you always try to find a way to make it about you. And I didn't necessarily think that beforehand, but now I'm starting to think that Sutton is a little bit of an attention seeker. And even that whole thing, when she said to Kyle, you know, you've already lost two sisters. Do you want to lose a third one? That was just uncalled for, unnecessary. It seemed like, to me, it seemed like Sutton was trying to act like Lisa Renna acted last season. Like it seems like those ladies are acting more and more and not so much like going through it like organically, but I digress. One thing that I wanted to say about this whole thing when it comes to Beverly Hills, you know, a lot of people are talking about Alison Dubois and her prediction or her reading of Kyle. Um, How long ago was that? Was it already 12 years ago at Camille's house? One thing that people fail to mention, I find, is uh, what Camille said, too, at that dinner after all of the ladies had left, you know, uh, after the dinner party from hell. Camille made a comment, sort of kind of like under her breath, and she alluded to the fact that Mauricio loved the ladies, like, She said something like, well, we know he loves the ladies as early as season one. So I I find it interesting that people always bring up what Allison said uh, 12 years ago, but not so much what Camille said back then, because that was the first season in the last episode or whichever episode it was, the dinner from hell, uh, dinner party from hell. But Camille seemed to have some information when it came to Mauricio and Kyle's marriage at the time. Let me know what you guys think about that in the comments. I don't know if you guys saw um, lately, Teresa was on Billy Bush with Gia. And then when Billy asked, because you know how he is, he's a little funny, a little sarcastic at times, like pretty much all the time when he's interviewing celebrities. But um he basically asked Teresa, so is it true that you had no interaction with your sister-in-law with Melissa? How is it, you know, during filming, this and that and the other? And then Teresa was like, who? And then he repeated his question and then she went, who? Again, like she made it more obvious that she was like, I don't know who you're talking about, right? And um, so basically Teresa was like pulling a Mariah Carey at that point and J-Lo kind of thing, right? And she was just like, oh, who, who, who? These people are not relevant kind of thing. And that chapter is closed, yada, yada, yada. So that was a response when it comes to that. And uh, she was with Gia. And Gia, I have to say, her response to the whole thing was much more eloquent. Um, I don't always agree with her responses or with her meddling. But in that particular scenario, I thought that what she responded was fine. She was neither here or there. She was kind of like, yeah, we're going through it. And this is how it is. And we're still navigating through it all. But I don't find I, I didn't find that Gia said anything that was out of line or shady. She was quite respectful in the whole thing. And then at some point in time, like Gia's response was so good that Teresa even said, oh, don't I have an amazing daughter kind of thing. That's what she said. And that was it. So I can say that as far as like um, the New Jersey housewives front, there's not a lot going on, guys. Not a lot going on at all. And 
you know, this is um, the holiday season. It's Christmas. People are probably like busy just like preparing for the holidays and all of that, which leads me to something I wanted to say to you guys. I'm not sure if I've said it before, but I'm so surprised that um, New Jersey, like the producers, that they didn't decide to film over the holidays, right? The whole holidays season, because there's just so much drama that happens over the holidays. Like there's always like, you know, that family that some people are nervous to see or don't really want to see or that aunt or uncle that you don't really feel comfortable around or maybe a sister or a brother. Like there's so much family drama going on that I'm surprised that production didn't want to capture that for season 14 of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. And another thing that... I find it's kind of a shame at the same time is that regardless of how you feel um, when it comes to any character, where, whether it's like Melissa and Joe, whether it's Teresa and Louie or John Fuda and Rachel or Danielle and Nate, you know, I think, oh, and Margaret and Joe Benigno, I think it would, I think it's a missed opportunity on, on uh, the producers to not film at least one Christmas with Teresa and Louie. Like, I can't even believe at this point that Teresa has been married for how long now? She's been married for, is it her second year? I think she's going to celebrate her second year of marriage in August. And it just baffles me, guys. It does. It really does baffle me that production did not capture Teresa's first Christmas with Louis and his sons and the daughters. You know, I don't know if you guys remember, but Jersey started and they did Christmas like from season. What was it? Was it season two or season three? Anyways, like for sure season three when Melissa and Joe joined, uh, they did Christmas and it was like such a good, it was a good time seeing the kids opening up their presents, seeing like Teresa and the other ladies like shop for their children like even the parties like Jacqueline had a pre-party and there was a little bit of drama there but not a lot it was mostly playful but it was a good episode and then after that Melissa had like her $50,000 party and that was good it was very very drama filled episode because Monica Chacon came then Kim G came there was the whole situation between Joe Judice and Melissa Gorga's brother-in-law who said to joe judice you know do you have the thousand dollars that you owe me and all of that so that all happened during christmas and then you also had like Teresa that had her um christmas eve and then joe and melissa came and uh, and then they left to go to kathy wakili's and then you had like the little party at Kathy. So I don't know. And then you had Caroline that had her New Year's Eve New Year uh, or uh, party, but she also had her Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So I'm so surprised, guys, that they have not done a Christmas episode last season or for next season of the real housewives in new jersey and those guys you know they're italian christmas is everything 
And even with Jennifer, like, it would have been so nice to see, like, Jennifer and her Christmas. How does she do Christmas with her kids? Like a Turkish Christmas, right? So, um, and Margaret, you know, she's always in costume. Like, everything is always kind of just like... I don't know. Like I, I find Christmas. Maybe it's because I'm a Christmas person. I love Christmas so much, and um, I don't understand why they're not doing that. And especially for Teresa, because you know she is not with Jojulice anymore. She is now with Louis, and Louis he didn't come alone. He came with two sons. Teresa did not come alone. She came with four girls. So it would have been nice to see or at least capture their first Christmas as a blended family together. And I'm surprised that no one has pushed for that, especially after Teresa got married to Louis. In this season, again, I'm sure we're going to see them at the shore. And I'm sure there will be some drama, but it would have been nice to see Rachel Fuda and her little kids and Jaden. You know, their first Christmas as a family, like as him officially adopted by um, Rachel and John. Well, you know, he's John's son, biological son, but by Rachel. There's so many moments that I wish they would capture for this year. But all we can do is maybe just be hopeful for the next year. You know, another thing that I was thinking, guys, because uh, you know that I do go back and forth and I watch previous seasons of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Like I start from like, it's very sporadic. Sometimes I watch season 13. Sometimes I watch season three, season four, season two, season one. So I go back and forth like that. Um, and recently I was watching ep um, season five of The Real Housewives of New Jersey and it was that trip where it was Melissa Gorga's birthday and they went to Arizona. And I'm realizing that after this season airs, like season 14 of The Real Housewives, the next season will be season 15. So technically, it will be 10 years since they went to the Purple Ranch. Um, was it Purple Ranch or Purple Sage Ranch? Anyways, at Mary Vall. And I don't know why, guys, that's like one of my favorite episodes. Like, I know Melissa Gorga didn't like it too much. It was just like, oh, my gosh, so much therapy. This is for people that have deep, deep, deep problems. And maybe at the time, maybe the problems that those guys had with each other was not like they were not as deep as they are today. But I think it could be. A good idea if production explored for like their 10 year anniversary of, you know, like Marival and what they did back then in Arizona, if they all went back there as a group with the new cast, right? So I'm talking about Melissa, Joe, Teresa, Louie, Margaret, um, Joe, and then, you know, Rachel, John, and Danielle Cabral, and Nathan. I think that would be such a good episode because I find that there is such an animosity between the cast members that they could maybe benefit from some, like, therapy in the desert, right? And it would be kind of, like, interesting to see if, you know, I don't know if you guys recall, but when they did the exercise with the horse, Teresa and Melissa and Joe and Joe, well, not, no, not Joe Judice, Joe Gorga, Melissa and Teresa, they were the only ones 
who were not like comfortable lifting the, the horse's leg, right? Back then. But I feel like throughout the years, I find that Melissa has opened up a lot more and I wonder if she would do it today. And I wonder if Teresa would feel more confident or um, more at ease doing it as well. Because if you recall, guys, Teresa didn't even like dogs. Like she didn't even like, like big animals. Um, but now she has a lot of dogs living with her because Louis came with dogs too, right? And I think they're pretty big dogs as well. So anyways, it would be interesting to see if Teresa now feels a little bit more comfortable doing the whole horse thing. And you know, Louis, he's like this guy who's always like talking about his feelings and manifesting and affirmations and writing things down. So that would be interesting to see if Louis, I'm sure Louis would do it. He would probably be like, oh, I want to do it. I want to do it first. I want to be <laughs> But it would be interesting to hear what he actually has to say to the rest of the group and to Teresa when it comes to, you know, what you want to keep, what you want to let go of and all of that. Like, I don't know, like it would be such a good idea. And then you would have Margaret that would try to probably talk about her thing with Teresa and how she feels hurt and betrayed. And then Melissa and Joe, like, I don't know, guys, like I'm telling you, I think this would be such a good idea if they did that for season 15 of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Because I feel like at this point in in time, as we're speaking, it's either we reset the entire cast because nobody gets along and there's no drama or we need to do something drastic so everybody sort of gets along for a little bit before they start fighting some more. Let me know what you guys think in the comments because I would be very curious to know, like, do you want the same cast to come back for season 15? Do you think the drama is done and over it? Or are you still not over it and you want them to continue to fight? However, you're trying to find ways to make them mend in order for that fighting to start happening. Let me know in the comments, guys. So, you know, I've talked about it a lot. And during that whole interview between Kim D and Penny last week in her Patreon, it had me thinking about a lot of stuff, guys. And, um... Obviously, I rewatched season five and season four just to try to see if I could find some tidbits in there that I had missed and, you know, what made sense, what didn't make sense and all of that. And in the midst of doing this, I went back to season six. OK, so season six of The Real Housewives of New Jersey, Penny was not on. So just to give you a quick um, refresh, that's the season of the twins. That's the season of Jim Marchese and Amber and Reno, um, Teresa Priya's husband and Nicola Napolitano, I think that was her name, with Bobby and her parents and all of that, right? So to make a long story short, um, that was the season where at some point in time, I think Teresa had a book signing signing. And um, she had the visit of Victoria Gotti, who came by because she lives um, nearby. And then she, she came and said to Teresa and Amber, hey, what are you girls doing afterwards? Why don't you come to my house sort of thing, right? And then at that point, Teresa and Amber, they, they went to Victoria Gotti's house. And Victoria dropped a bombshell on the ladies and said something that had to do with Reno, 
and um, his family or, or his ex-wife and why he was divorced and what happened and something about the mom and that whole rumor, right? So, you know, there is absolutely no denying whether you believe Penny Droso's story or not, there is no denying that production has a lot to do with the storyline as well. Like they are quite involved in the whole thing and they want, they know which direction they want the show to go or the story to, to go, right? So I'm pretty sure the fights between the cast members are real, but there's like a whole production um, behind it all as well, right? So there's no denying of their involvement. But now it got me thinking that Maybe this whole thing, season six, maybe there's more to the story than we, the viewers, know about. And, you know, after Victoria Gotti dropped that bombshell on Teresa and on Amber, the rumor was that Teresa already knew of this rumor and, um, basically had already had that information given to her maybe by Victoria off camera or somebody else, but that basically she was going to Victoria Gotti's house willingly and expecting for Victoria to drop that bombshell. That was the rumor at the time. I remember seeing that on the blogs and obviously Teresa has maintained her innocence when it comes to the whole thing and said that she knew nothing of it, that, you know, it was all Victoria who said that at the time and that Teresa was completely shocked, was not expecting it. And the same goes for Amber. So I decided to go back to the archives and find a few articles and some things I had completely forgotten about because um, I guess at the time, Victoria Gotti felt some sort of way and she was willing to take um, polygraph test, which she did. And then um, she passed the test with flying colors, right? So passing a polygraph test does not necessarily mean that you are telling the truth, right? But I just had completely forgotten about that. And um, it's very, very, very odd because a lot of people online, even if you go back and check the blogs, a lot of the viewers felt like the rumor was probably true because of Teresa Apria's reaction um, when Jim Marchese said, what he said in Florida, right? And she was really upset. And then Nicole was upset too. And it was just like this dark moment in the history of filming The Real Housewives of New Jersey. The rumor has it too that apparently the sisters, the twins, quit. They quit the show like halfway through the season after that rumor came out. Like they were just like, we're done. We're not filming. And I'm not quite sure what happened behind the scenes, but they decided to stay on afterwards, but it was like reluctantly. So, you know, what I'm starting to think, and that's just an opinion, that's just a thought, and I'm not even saying that it is true, but given that a lot of people are coming out of the woodworks to say, oh, you know, production is so involved, like, it's not always like that, it's editing, like, remember first, the first person to say that, mind you, was always Danielle Staub, like, as early as season two, when she was sitting on the couch and said, oh, that was a fair amount of editing, and then Caroline looked at her and said, 
don't blame editing. And everybody was just like, don't blame editing everything that you see. It's all us. What you see is what you get kind of thing. Right. But, um, Danielle Staub was the first one to say it. And then people were not really saying that too much about the show. But lately with this whole reckoning and all of that, you know, people have been coming out of the woodworks and saying, you know, it is produced. It is staged a little. It, it is scripted somewhat. Right. So I'm starting to think because if you guys go back to season six to the reunion, you have to remember that this was the last reunion before Teresa went away. So she had just been sentenced at that point, her and Joe. And at the time, if you guys recall, she was not even sure that she would be returning to the show. She even said, this is probably going to be my last reunion, right? So anyways, if you guys remember, the other Teresa, uh, Teresa Priya, was extremely upset with Teresa for repeating the rumor back to Dina and then just carrying it on and for it to be on camera and all of these things. And then that's when she, you know, she was kind of like saying like empires fall, clink, clink, all that stuff. Right. So she also said something that I thought was interesting at the time, but now I find it interesting even more. She said to Teresa, I think that the reason why you did this with Victoria Gotti is because you felt threatened. And this is not verbatim, guys. I can't remember exactly how she said it. So I'm paraphrasing here, but you could always go back and watch um, that episode of the reunion. But basically, the sentiment was that Teresa Apria felt like Teresa did this because she felt threatened by her and her sister or felt threatened by her and her family. And uh, that she was probably seeing that, oh, my gosh, like they casted some twins. They're interesting. They're bubbly. They have this whole family dynamic. They're kind of hot and sexy. Plus, Reno has this restaurant. You know, I think Angelo belongs to his father, but he has Ponte Vecchio and he has like an another one and then he has another one in Boca now I think so you know people that have restaurants usually they have like the lifestyle that goes with it like if you just remember Caroline and Albert just by having the brownstone you know it's like you have function events like it's busy right so anyways um Teresa Priya was like saying, I think you felt threatened by us and you felt the need to just kind of come on camera and have this nasty nasty rumor told to the world about us. Like maybe you were just trying to, you know, get rid of us some sort of thing, right? Because, and then I'm thinking to myself, maybe, maybe it's possible that someone decided to flex their muscles a little bit because they were thinking, you know what? I've been on this show for six seasons. Now I'm going away. I don't know if I'm going to go back to the show. I don't know if the network is going to work, is going to wait for me to do my bid and then come out and then cast me again. You know, sometimes people, they kind of change um, their perspective when someone goes away. Like at the time, there was no way for Teresa to know that Bravo would be waiting for her. Right. So maybe she was going into it thinking like, in what kind of situation am I going to be in when I get out of prison? Because it's like, it's one thing to go to prison, but you always have to start thinking about life after prison too, right? So it's possible that Teresa was like maybe 
saying to herself, I bet I better do something that is a little bit memorable. So these girls that are so interesting and are capturing the attention of the audience, um, maybe I need to do something to just remind them that this reality TV world could be a very nasty one. And maybe if I enlist the help of my good friend, Victoria Gotti, to reveal this rumor on camera, maybe it will kind of just put a sour taste in their mouth and then they'll just back off. And then the network will probably be like, okay, well, you know, we don't have the twins anymore. Not sure about Jim and Amber. Like we don't really like them that much. We want to keep Melissa because there's still drama with her sister-in-law. So you know, maybe that was a way for her to kind of like secure her spot for the following season. I don't know why. This made me think of that. And the only person that could maybe answer that question is Victoria Gotti. And of, of course, I'm not going to interview Victoria Gotti, but someone can. Like maybe this interview will get, this podcast will get picked up by somebody and then Maybe someone will reach out to her and ask her for what happened behind the scenes, right? I wonder if, and I'm just saying this like completely hypothetically, but I wonder if Kim D has a relationship with Victoria Gotti. I don't know if they do. Um, I don't know. I'm sure they have known of each other or something like that, but it would be interesting because Kim D understands that life and obvious, obviously Victoria understands that life too, right? You know what I mean? So... <laughs> It would be interesting if someone had Victoria on and asked her, like, what happened? Because there was a lot of discrepancies. Like, Teresa maintained her innocence, said she had no idea. Victoria said in the past that Teresa knew. And then Victoria felt kind of, like, manipulated and set up and kind of just, like, made to be the fall guy in that whole entire, like, rumor debacle. But at the end of the day, a lot of people are saying that every single person from the cast already knew of that rumor, right? So I don't know, guys. It's kind of like interesting. And you know, the twins, they did um, they did a podcast afterwards. Like it's not on anymore, but they had like this podcast after they were released from the show or after they quit, whatever. I think it was called Girls in Heels. And there's an episode of that podcast where... Um, I think, what was it? I think it was their mom and dad anniversary. Like it was like some sort of milestone event. And then the whole family was supposed to kind of like travel together to like a remote location, like a cottage and celebrate. I think the parents like very important like wedding anniversary or something like that so everybody that means like you know nicole and her kids and i don't know if she has she had a significant other at that time but definitely Teresa, priya and reno and their kid right and then at the last minute i guess Teresa, uh priya decided not to bring reno to the um to the function to the event and then We've seen a whole bunch of pictures of them on social media of that milestone event, like with their parents. I think it was like a wedding anniversary or something. But Reno was not in any of the pictures. So obviously, the whole social media world is going to be like, where was Reno? Where was Reno? Where was Reno? So then eventually, like, 
Teresa was like, okay, I think I need to answer to that question. So someone asked her something about that and said, where was Reno on that day? And then Teresa said, quite frankly and candidly, I didn't want him to come. You know, we had a situation, we've been fighting, we're not really been on the same page. And uh, I just didn't want him to come. I just wanted to enjoy my family kind of like by myself and celebrate my mom and my dad without having him and his energy there because I just wanted to be happy. So I left him home, right? Which is fine. I'm sure like things happen when you're married, especially if you're married for a long time. Sometimes your significant other can get on your nerves and then you're just like, you know what? I don't want to be in a good mood. If you're just going to be a dark cloud over this very important moment, then I don't want you to come. Very plausible to me. But I have to say, guys, that, and it's not that I want to continue this rumor or all of that, but it's already out there and it was discussed on the show. Um, I always found that it was interesting, the reaction that Teresa Apria had on the show. I have to say, I really do. I find that she had a very strong reaction on the show. And of course, what Jim said and the way that he said it was appalling. But I don't know. If it's not true, I think she could have just told him to F off and then she would have just kind of like laughed it off a little. But I really felt like it hit something in her and even her sister, her reaction, they kind of got quiet, like a little bit like, <laughs> like I'm going to do like a crossover into Potomac, you know, you know, that new girl, Nika, like how she's going after Wendy all the time. And she's like saying all of these things. And then as soon as Wendy said, why don't you go and do like what you used to do, like back in, I don't know, where was it in LA? And then she said like the drug thing, Nika got quiet. And then she got quiet the whole episode. And it's almost like she doesn't want to start with Wendy anymore. So I don't know. I wonder if Wendy had something there, right? Because Nika, she came off very strong and very aggressive. Uh, aggressive in the way that oh, I'm just going to be fighting with this girl for absolutely no reason. And now that um, Wendy hinted at a little bit of her past or alleged past, I should say. She got real quiet. She got real quiet. So I don't know. I wonder. I really wonder if that was true. Because, you know, a lot of people said, like, it was on the blogs and all of that. A lot of people said that this happened um, between, you know, Reno and the mom, like, at a family barbecue and that the twins, they went to the store and then they came back and then they just kind of, like... You know, that whole thing allegedly, right? So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like people don't want to believe that it's true. I don't want to believe that it's true. But I have to say that her reaction was a, at the time was a little bit suspicious. So obviously, if the rumor was true, were to be true, uh, it would make sense if she didn't really want him around an entire weekend, you know, at a cottage with her family like that. I don't know. I don't know if you guys recall, there was a time on the show as well. Uh, what was it for? Was it for Valentine's Day? And they were all wearing red. And uh, I think Reno was sitting across from the mom. And it could be the camera angle. Um, but he was like, maybe not directly facing her, but he was sitting across from her. And um, 
I don't know if it's me, but I remember that episode where they're all eating at the restaurant together. I felt like that family has a lot of pain. And I'm not quite sure where the pain exactly stems from, but I remember feeling even before, you know, the rumor was set at the table and all of that um, by Jim Marchese, I should say. I remember feeling that there was some sort of awkwardness between all of them, between the father, between the mother and the twins and um, Reno. I have to say that I did feel like there was some sort of like, I don't know if it's unfinished business, but something that is kind of like hurtful to them all that they're not discussing. But uh, I definitely felt that. I don't know, guys. Let me know what you think in the comments. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. That's all for today. That's all I got. Next week is Christmas, so there won't be an episode next week. But you will be catching me in the next couple of weeks. I'm sure we will have a lot to discuss after the holidays. In the meantime, I wish you all a very happy, merry Christmas and a happy new year. It has been such a journey. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast for the past 12 months. It's been fun. It's been <laughs> it's been a little bit of a roller coaster, but I'm very excited for the end of this year and to start a new year and a new journey with you all. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening. Happy Chris Merry Christmas and as always Be a fan, not fanatical. Ciao!